Pants Warhorse here to tell you that you need to clean out your ears and open them up and start listening to the Demon Road Diaries podcast with Caden Green, Ronnie Rios, and Chelsea Durden. It's a pro wrestling podcast where they bring on all sorts of independent wrestling guests and they talk road stories and all sorts of road trips and all sorts of crazy shenanigans that happens behind the scenes. You can listen to it each and every Wednesday and, you know... Warhorse ever gets on there, you can hear about how many gas stations he's peed on the floor in. Anyways, you need to listen to this podcast, the Demon Road Diaries podcast, because it rules ass! Welcome to Demon Road Diaries. Uh, you know who we are? I I can't tell you what number this is, because I've... I, I involved math and I didn't do the math. But you know, it's 33? Yeah, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 33. That's right. Yeah. Welcome to the Head Trauma Podcast. We're yeah. your hosts. Um, so, you know who we are, but we're going to introduce ourselves anyway. Uh, it's me, it's me, that sweet KDG, your Music City Messiah, Caden Green. I am your necessary evil, never ever a burden, not once ever in my entire life, Chelsea Durden. And uh, the bastard son, Ronnie Rios, is uh, not with us tonight. I know I make it sound like he's dead, but he's not. He's uh, practicing his astral projection and is currently indisposed. It's true, it's true. He's got, um, he's got witch science to work on and uh... Who are we to stop him from doing that, this? That, honestly, we would be really unsupportive uh, siblings if we were to do that. And who, who wants to be unsupported? It's 2020, yeah. man. It's 2020. You got to support him. Support him. Uh, so this is going to be, uh, this will be a fun one. Um, we, uh, we're doing everything backwards, even though it's technically forwards, because we're doing, recording the news before the interview. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm going to guess it's going to be awesome. It should be. Because so, our guest is pretty fucking rad. Yeah. But let's jump into the... Wait, do we have any housekeeping? Do we have any housekeeping, anything from last week that we needed to bring back to the light? Oh, brother, you cannot possibly ask me what happened last week. That's true. We didn't do news last week because everyone was trapped in an ad. Yeah, I still haven't forgiven you for that because you did not have my permission to put me in an ad and then trap me in this little Skype box. Everyone is trapped in the Skype box today, but it's okay. Um, nobody's trapped in an ad now. Um, but you can get our brand new Demon Road Diaries t-shirt at uh, com slash wearethecoda. Um and if you order it this week before Sunday, um, I'm going to uh, send an email to your video or uh, video to your email where I um, where I will spooky introduce you like I was doing two episodes ago or three episodes ago. So I will spooky introduce you. All you have to do is buy our new T-shirt. Seems fair, right? right? That that's that seems like a perfectly fair trade-off to me. Yeah. So uh, do that. And uh, so we'll roll right into the news. Um, so WWE's got a pay-per-view coming up this weekend that's going to be backed by another pay-per-view the next weekend. 
Uh, as of right now, there, we only know three matches for Hell in the Cell. Uh, it's going to be Undertaker Mankind. Wait, no. That's no, not. it's um, what year is it? Uh, <laughs> Are we in? Yeah, no, we we did that one already. That was cool as fuck. But yeah. this year, in the year 2020, the year of our Lord, uh, inside the fully covered dog pen will be Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre and uh, Sasha versus Bailey. Yeah, separately. Uh, not at the same time. Same. This is not a fatal four-way. This is not a tag team match. Um, although that would actually be pretty cool. Yeah. Now that I think of it. Or what if there was two two rings? Like there's the one on top of the cage, or there's the one inside of the cage, and then there's one on top of the cage that has a cage on that. Like you oh, know, there's like double stacked. So it's like not it's it's war games, but it's not war games next to each other. It's war games. War games um, hot. Yeah, so like why the women's title match, uh, Sasha and Bailey, is going on in the top cage. Randy and fucking Drew is going on in the bottom cage, and then they switch cages randomly. I'm telling you, WWE, send me a check. I'm going to help you create this. <laughs> they have outdone themselves this time. The uh, they've actually been working on the hydraulic apparatus that switches the cages for the last four and a half years. So what I'm thinking is all it's going to take is four four rings, right? So you got one ring in the cage, and then up above it is another ring. So once they do the hydraulic switch, boom, they land into a new ring. That's perfect. You know what I'm saying? Science. I don't know how to do it, but somebody does. Somebody sure does. God, why don't they pay us? I'm just telling you, WWE, I could be your next Mike Adamley. You know? The name we've all forgotten. Um, so, yeah. So, other than that, the only other match announced for Hell in the Cell is uh, Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso in an I Quit match. Uh, Uso's going wild. That'll be a thing. I quit matches have always been like really funny uh, to me just because of the uh, I don't know why, but it's always like broken the immersion for me when um, they stick the microphone in, you know, one of their faces and it's like, do you quit? No! And it just like, it, it totally breaks the immersion for me. And I'm just like, oh my God. And technically aren't, most matches like also have an I quit element because you just like tap. Um, by, te- by technicality, yeah, I think all submission matches are definitely I quit matches. Like, every, yes. time I th- every time I think about I quit matches, I think about the um, Batista John Cena one that happened in the UK. Uh, I can't remember what pay per view it was, but. John has Batista on his shoulders for the AA, and he's standing on top of, like, a cool old British cop car, I think, if I remember correctly. And he's about to hit the AA on Batista, like, I don't remember, like, directly on the stage, but, like, probably, like, an eight-foot drop onto the stage. And uh, he's like, ask him! And the ref puts it in his mouth. He's like, yeah, I quit! I quit! I quit! And John's like, yeah, cool, fuck him anyway. And (laughs) pops him over. Like, but... So. Well, you weren't supposed to do that. I quit. It's like, well, you gotta get down somewhere. Yeah, get down somehow. So, 
And I think that was like one of the 11 times Batista quit. So, you know, good times high by all. Um, then Halloween Havoc will be next week. Uh, I know uh, Gargano's got a match. And he will have to spin the wheel and make a deal. <laughs> I was gonna try watching all the hell or all the um, Halloween Havocs, like the WCW Halloween Havocs, all before that. But then I realized I have very little time to do anything in my life. So yeah, that's um, what if you watch like the like the highlights that I could do. There is so there's. Um, if you go on the WWE Network and you pull up the 1993 Halloween Havoc, just watch the opening segment. It's Tony Schiavone in a, in a like mansion, and he's trying to like trick these kids to come in. He's like, my wife made co- cookies, and they're delicious. You could come in. Like, it's very creepy. Like, he's like, <laughs> trying to bring these kids into this, like, I don't know, child sex den house. I don't know what Tony Schiavone does, but like spooky and not in a good way. That's so but if you want, if, I want to say it's 1993. Um, so if you're into that, not into it, like hopefully nobody gets off on Tony Schiavone trying to solicit kids. But if for some reason you decide that you want to watch it, I want to say it was the 1993 Halloween Havoc. That, that sounds hysterical, really. I um, I recommend watching just that bit. I don't remember who what the matches were, but <laughs> don't watch the rest of the pay per view. Just that, just yeah. the. Which one was it? I'm trying to see. Uh, maybe it's '96, actually. Uh, well, just watch the intros for all of them, and then compare, and then try to no, guess who done. the head writer was for each segment. What was it '92? Ooh. Oh, that's an easy way of doing it. I'll get I'll you know what? I'll cut it in a second. Maybe it wasn't 93. Yeah, it was it is definitely 100% is 1993. Uh it's the opening scene is Tony Schiavone greets trick or treaters. And uh yeah. So, if you want to experience the best part of Halloween Havoc in all of WCW's glory, just watch the opening, uh, like, four minutes of WCW Halloween Havoc 1993. Fucking perfect. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, I know Gargano has a match. Um, and that, that'll that be probably ridiculous, whatever it is. It's maybe, like, a first blood match or, like, a, I don't know, some type of weird fucking, like, grindhouse rules or some fucking kooky shit like that. I don't know. Beautiful. I really hope that, like, periodically throughout the night, you know, Shotzi Blackheart is uh, hosting it. Mm-hmm. Like, as she's like doing whatever up on the up on the stage, like zombies will come up and she'll like casually pull out a shotgun and like off them and then go back to what she was saying, like with no fanfare about it. Just like, God damn it again. Psh, psh. Yeah. Like, right. Anyway, we're gonna spin that wheel and <laughs> that would. That would be WWE. If you want to give me an early Hanukkah present, zombies on the stage. Zombies. What if it's like zombies have released NXT talent? Oh no! <laughs> uh, how gnarly would that be? It's like, um, uh, what the fuck was his name? Um, oh no, no, no! Now he's in fucking racist sons. I was thinking, um, 
Jackson Riker. No, uh, what was uh, Alexa Bliss's ex-boyfriend? That was Buddy Murphy. Okay, Buddy Murphy's old tag partner. Oh my god, I don't remember his name. I only remember Buddy Murphy. So whoever's old tag partner is is one of the members of the racist sons. So, um, oh, I mean forgotten sons. But, yeah. See what we did there? Um, So, yeah. So that's what I want. I want zombies of former NXT talent to come in. Like, fucking... um, Briley Pierce is like, uh, and then fucking, um, that would be cool. I guess I don't know. Um, other than that, to step away from WWE news, because oh, there no, there is one more piece, um, and it saddens me more than fucking life itself. Um, during the WWE draft, if you don't know about this, uh, I'm surprised because it happened a week and almost a week, two weeks ago. But um, WWE decided it's a great time to break up the new day. So if you thought 2020 was a bad year, it's only gotten worse. So That's pretty uh, fucking devastating because I fucking love the new day. I am a new day stan along with anybody else whose um, brainstem is connected to the rest of their brain. On this planet, uh, the New Day is a treasure, and they're going to save this planet, but only if they're fucking together. Yep. So they moved uh, Kofi and uh, Woods. Oh, welcome back, Woods. Um, That's great, because, you know, he's been out for fucking ever. I'm glad he's back. Uh, Friend of the the Caden, Xavier Woods. So glad you're back. Uh, but they took Woods and Kofi and they sent them to Raw and they left E on SmackDown to do his own thing. I think he deserves a title run personally, like a, a like a world title run. So, which is whatever. cool, but like they've already proved they they can give members of the New Day world title runs uh, without breaking them up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Here's like. I'm pretty sure with the way WWE does shit, they'll just like fucking put um, they'll put Biggie with um, uh, God, what is his name? Keith Lee, Biggie and Keith Lee, because it kind of rhymes. And they'll just be like, yeah, just be heavy machinery, but you know, you know. <laughs> and the rest of us will be like, wow, we're doing this, huh? Great. Yeah, I'm still I'm 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 still not over them taking away Biggie's Langston. Yeah, no, like, and that's like four years ago. And almost. I'm still and I'm still not over it. It's like, why did they take his Langston away? Why did they take Cesaro's Antonio? I I, I think why are we why are we taking names? We don't need to. Um, we should be well. I mean, as long as. As long as you're kicking ass afterwards, because you got to take names and kick ass, but you can't just take names. Yeah, there has to be ass kicking involved in the taking of the names. Otherwise, you're just taking names, and that's not cool, bro. Yeah, it has to be an even ratio of names taken to asses kicked. I mean, well, we all they, know that. They took Murphy's buddy, um, but I'm not like I'm not mad about that. Fair. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved, like, they gave Murphy a new fucking 
like moved his last name to the front and gave him a new last name. Like his name is like Murphy, like whatever, like Gabriel. Cause you know how they fucking love throwing that shit around. They do. So, um, other than that, um, the, uh, little bit of other news, PWI dropped the 100, um, female wrestlers list. Um, and, uh, quite a few of our friends made the list. That's cool. Yeah. Um, there's so many names on here that, uh, we know personally or have been on shows with personally and um it's really really cool to see them recognized like this and it's there's names that aren't on here that should be because they're just as fantastic but just off the top of my head we, they've they've got max the impaler on there holly dead uh willow nightingale was uh the guests of the show recently. We got Trisha Dora on there. Solo Darling was also a guest on the show. They've, who else here? Um, Kiera Hogan, I've known for a while. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart, who we love. Mama Sue Young, who uh, gave birth to all of us. We just don't know it yet. Uh, also, Mother Faye Jackson, Big Swole was on. We got Priscilla Kelly on there, Lufisto, Mia Yim, Ivelisse, Mercedes Martinez, who is my actual mother. Uh, little, little known fact. Yeah, just there's uh, so many people that made this list, and it's really, really cool to see so many independent women who have never been signed to you know wwe contracts or anything like that on here you don't have to go down uh terribly far to find the first indie you know, big indie names and yeah the only thing i don't agree with is uh hana kimura not being on the list um i don't know if like there's a thing about possibly uh, posthumously um, including people, but she was the first woman to have a match in the Tokyo Dome in like 30 years or something like that. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, um, but she fucking did the thing and I still miss her. Uh, to run through the top five because um, that's I guess slightly important. I think they're all from the W. They are all from the WWE. Uh, number five is the boss, Sasha Banks. Number four, Charlotte Flair. Number three, Asuka. Number two, the man, Becky Lynch. And number one, Bailey. So that's insane that Bailey is number one um, on the list. Um, I definitely think she should be in the top five. Uh, I don't know if I feel like she's number one but then on the other hand like becky hasn't wrestled the majority of the last eight months so yeah. that's also odd that she's up there yeah the um i i feel like it would be wrong to not include becky at all because yeah she's the fucking man um but like bailey has 
really like come into her own you know this especially during the pandemic yeah this calendar year has just been like insane for i have this like weird like mentally personal connection to bailey because um when they were before i started wrestling um i had uh, a couple of friends who attended full sail university um and i would go up to see them and we would go to tapings of nxt and i remember seeing you know bailey and becky and charlotte and sasha and all those people like debut in wwe for the first time there and i know 99 percent of you listening to this podcast would have heard of will have heard of izzy who um is the uh she's now like she's got like her own show and podcast and shit now which is so fucking cool because she's like 12 uh but she was like seven when i first met her um and she was just the bailey super fan and i met you know i became like friends with her parents and like when uh one or both of them would go to the bathroom they would ask me to watch her and stuff and her i was there with uh my ex a lot of the times and we would just look at, um, we would look at Izzy cheering for her favorites, and it reminded us a lot of what we thought our daughter Michelle would be like had she been neurotypical. She was—I uh, don't think I've ever talked about her on the show before—but Michelle uh, passed away in 2017, and she was uh, heavily, heavily special needs, um, but she loved wrestling and she loved watching it she loved all the music she loved seeing the people the bright colors like every bump like she sold every bump it was like the coolest thing to watch and seeing izzy like so engaged in wrestling and you know we had been watching wrestling with michelle her whole life like it reminded us what we thought michelle maybe would have been like and It was just really cool watching this little girl watch her favorite and fall in love with wrestling and fall in love with Bailey um, at, you know, the NXT Full Sail Arena. And uh, that was a major tangent, but I just wanted to uh, mention that because I've seen Bailey go from the hugging character to, like, such a dynamic person with so many different layers so i think number one is uh well deserved for her definitely this is felt um um so yeah so awesome uh congrats to bailey for being number one uh and to so many of our friends who not only made the PWI 500 a couple weeks ago, but now the PWI Women's 100. So that's cool. There is a tag team top 50 that will be um, coming up uh, through PWI. I don't know if they're still taking requests, but if you want to tweet them and tell them we want the coda on that fucking list, you don't know how happy me and Rios would be to see ourselves even at number 50. So uh, shoot a message to PWI Insider or tweet them and tell them we want the motherfucking coda. Vote for ya boys. Her. Um, and then what was the last piece of news? Oh, uh, so 
if you didn't hear, if you haven't seen uh, a uh, former Hall of Famer, or, or a former Hall of Famer, you're always a Hall of Famer once you're a Hall of Famer, unless you're kicked out. Uh, WWE Hall of Famers, uh, of WWE Hall of Famers' daughter is back to wrestling. Uh, I think double Hall of Famers, because isn't the mom also a Hall of Famer? Uh, I believe so. Let me see. Either way, um, Latina Heat, Shaw Guerrero, is... No? No, she's not a Hall of Famer. How is Vicky not a Hall of Famer? Well, she fucking should be. Uh, anyway. She's the bomb. Beto, so, anyway. Eddie Guerrero's daughter, um, Shaw Guerrero, is coming back to wrestling. And where is she? Where will she be returning to? Well, one of our favorite local promotions, Generation Championship Wrestling, the other GCW, the GCW that GCW fans hate, or whatever you want to call it. Anyway, um, she will be returning in a eight-woman uh, tournament. Uh, Chelsea will be on the show, not in the tournament. Yeah, because the fucking tournament. But it's because they don't want you cleaning house. They don't want me cleaning house, brother. They don't want me to 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 fucking just wreck this entire roster of women. So I am in a non-tournament matchup against Persia Pierce, who I will be depositing directly in the trash. And then, Perfect. I don't know, probably just inserting myself into the tournament anyway and just, just fucking cleaning house of all these fantastic women who will be in the tournament, such as Shaw Guerrero, Killer Kelly, uh, Zoe Sky, Queen Aminata, Red Velvet, Priscilla Kelly. Uh, is there anyone I'm missing? Uh, Vita Von Starr? Yes, Vita Von Starr. Did you uh, say Renee Michelle? And Renee Michelle also. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see what the possible matchups are. Uh, big fan of Killer Kelly. Big fan of Priscilla Kelly. Uh, big fan of Machine Gun Kelly. Not a fan of R. Kelly. Uh, I feel the same. <laughs> I feel the same way about all of that list. Uh, tickets for that show, which takes place on which takes place on November thirteenth, are available now on Eventbrite.com. You can get all the details on the Generation Championship Wrestling Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and go from there. It's going to be a killer fucking show in Tampa, Florida, and you all should come out. So, I will probably be there, uh, just hanging out. Uh, more than likely. People, who knows? I mean, we've been petitioning to get the Coda in on the one men's match going on, which is uh, the Metro brothers of JC and Chris Metro versus Revolt, which is Caleb Conley and Zane Riley, a tag team we have been itching to wrestle for four fucking years. But... Uh, the higher-ups at GCW said, we don't want you being our new tag champs, and we don't want your dirty black witch magic in our ring. And I yeah. said, joke's on you, because it's been there and done that. 
double joke on you because I'm bringing the dirty witch black magic to the ring anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going on. Um, so I think that's it. Is that all the news we got? I think so. It hasn't been a particularly uh, news-heavy week. Um, not a whole lot going on. We got PWI, the draft that split up our uh, Real American Heroes, The New Day. Um, Michelle Guerrero returning to wrestling, which is, like, so fucking cool. And, uh, yeah, if I, if we have any housekeeping, if we fucked anything up, which I'm sure we did, we will address it in next week's news. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think we got it. I'm, uh, trying to see if I'm getting any messages from Rios from the beyond telling us that we fucked up something like some random WCW knowledge or something like that because yeah. he is the wrestling savant of the team. Uh, I don't sense anything in the air, so I think we're good. I think we are good. So we're going to slide into the interview with my good friend, Rain Victoria. She's the Empress of Evil and the current, uh, oh, fuck, uh, Zero One USA Women's Champion. And uh, she fucking runs this shit. So let's go. All right, welcome to the interview. You know, uh, you know who we are because we introduced ourselves in the news, and I know that for a fucking fact. Because we just fucking recorded the news, so we know. And that's what's up. So you're wondering who our guest is. We told you before the, like, literally one commercial break. But we're going to fucking tell you again. Because that's how this shit goes. It is friend of the show from the Illinois areas. Uh, She's a good friend of mine personally. She is the current Zero One USA Women's Champion. She is the Empress of Evil, Rain Victoria. Yes. Hello, everyone. Yeah, we got our girl on the show tonight. How are you doing, my dog? Uh, I have been better. Uh-oh. But, uh, I'm just coasting, you know? That's what I say every time a customer asks to. Oh, true. I, I, feel, I feel the same way. Um, particularly if it comes to any sort of customer service. <laughs> You check in the back. There is no fucking back. There's no back. <laughs> no. If it's not out, we don't have it. Welcome to COVID. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I'd like to. Re- I'd like to return this thing. You can't return it. We're in COVID country now. I know. Keep it forever. <laughs> it's yours now. You just casually pull out the shotgun from behind the counter. <laughs> like any questions. <laughs> It's like the most fucked up version of uh, uh, David S. Pumpkins. Instead of having like skeletons, he's got like a fucking shotgun. He's like, any, qu- any questions? 
<laughs> yeah. Fuck with that shit. Hard. And they're like, oh, no, not really. And they just leave. So, Rain, uh, let's, let's dive into this bad boy. Uh, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the beginnings of your career, how you got your start in this wacky wrestling world? Okay, so uh, I went to college, I got my degree in biology, and then uh, I knew I was moving to St. Louis, but I didn't want to do it on my own, so uh, I moved back in with my dad while I waited for my partner to move down there with me. I was, when I was living with my dad, he watched wrestling all the time, and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't understand it, but then like one day it clicked, and I was like, holy crap. This is the best thing that's ever been invented. And so when I went down to St. Louis, finally, I we found an independent show. And it was Dynamo Pro Wrestling. And uh, I saw Mike Outlaw win their title that night. And I was like, I was super stoked. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm going to be a ballet. And so I went down I started training. And uh, I was like, yeah, but eventually, you know, I want to try to wrestle. So uh, my trainer was like, okay, well, then you start tonight. And I was like, oh, all right. So that's my humble beginnings. I felt like I was uh, hit by a train for, like, at least the first few months. Every time anybody tried to touch me, I'd be like, yeah, you you don't do that anymore. (laughs) So sore. Don't do that. No touchy. No touchy touchy. Exactly. So that's that's interesting. You came in um, with the expectations of being a valet, and you're like, oh, maybe I'll wrestle a little bit. And they were like, how about right fucking now and send you off yeah. a job or something. Exactly. So uh, who was your who was your trainer? Uh, I started training like actually outlaw mike outlaw and mikazi uh were my first trainers and then i uh started training with elgin for a few years and like since then i've been just doing like a lot of seminars like going like everywhere i can uh, most recently i've been like uh talking with and getting uh, feedback from like gulag and uh jonathan gresham so Nice. Just trying to get that all going, get like as many critiques as I can, see where. But then it's like you know, you get as you get your critiques, but then you decide like how to make it your own. Still. Of course, yeah. That's uh. So you've sat under a lot of different learning trees over the years. That's very cool to you know get get all those different perspectives and kind of uh throw it together and make it your own deal. Yep. So how did you get, uh, right now you are the current Zero uh, One uh, USA women's champion. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get involved with Zero uh, One and uh, risen their ranks? Um, actually, uh, Parnell, he, uh, or he's Warhorse now, but he, um, he suggested that we hit up zero one and uh, I did and I started there oh man I don't know maybe like January 2018 
and I just, like, kind of stuck around. I had, like, a, a feud with Savannah for a while, and then it got renewed again. I got the championship back, and uh, I just uh, built that company up. And, uh, I mean, it was already a great company, but I'm taking over. I don't know if you guys saw next Saturday, uh, or this Saturday, I guess. I'm yeah. taking over, and uh, I'm, like, super excited. Yes, the I saw uh, EOE, Empress of Evil, runs this shit. Yes. That is super exciting. So it's basically, are you... Are you like the GM of this show or is it just like, well, she's wreaking havoc amongst this promotion now and we can't really do anything about it? Um, a little bit of both. I would say uh, a lot of the latter and then I just like, I'm just fed up because they keep making decisions behind my back and I don't understand it because I've always been really good to them. So I don't understand. And then they, they put me in charge and then the show sells out like immediately. So you're welcome, Zero One. So you're fucking welcome. <laughs> that is, uh, that is very cool. So that's this Saturday, fellow denizens of the Midwest. If you would like to see the Empress of Evil run this shit. Yes, and then it'll be on a, a independent wrestling TV too uh, later because it's sold out, you know, because yep. I'm running it. Because she sells this shit out. And that looks like a pretty stacked card. I'm actually looking at it right now, and um, like it looks like a hell of a fucking show. Gary J is on it, and I mean, he's that dude's basically the fucking king of the Midwest right now. Yeah, he definitely is. That dude's killer. I've. I've yet to have an opportunity to. I've been in the, in a in a locker room with him before. But I've never been in a ring with him, and like he just that dude's like his brain is just so fucking big for wrestling. It's insane. I know. Like, he's so like such a cool cool fucking mind to be around in the business. Um. So this show coming up, like, I mean. It looks like one fucking hell of a card. It doesn't say who you're wrestling. Are you wrestling on this show, or are you just fucking running this bit? Yeah, so I just posted my promo about that. I um, I challenged Billy Starks because no one in this business has hit me harder, and I want a chance. Uh, I want another chance at her. Yeah. So it's a singles competition, me versus Billy Starks, and I put on I put the title on the line because I'm a giver. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, that's I've I've seen um I've seen you and Billy Starks go back and forth on Twitter a little bit uh this past week where she's all you know that zero one owns the title not you right mm. and you're like mm, it's kind of mine so exactly feel it I feel it. It's uh, so, in my house. I've had it for over a year now, so. Yeah, seems fair. I mean, that's there's like laws about that. I think, right? Like well, possession. Yeah. Nine tenths of the law. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah! You guys get it. Yeah. Oh. Get oh. It. So you were you've been down to Florida. You were down to Florida last year or this year, early this year, late last year, something like uh, that, right? 
Let me think. I think it was last year. Time is and irrelevant, I guess. I was down <laughs> there and I wrestled Catalina, but I can't remember what it was this year. It's been actual hell. I, I want to say it was either December or January that you did... Um, that you did an American Combat Wrestling Wednesday night um, against Catalina Perez because I remember I wanted to go to support you, but I think I was still laid up with injury at the time. Okay, it was it was in February. Now that I remember, because oh. now I remember being down there. Right, because it was like right before I came back. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the the thought. I was super grumpy about it for like a week because there I am three hours away from you and I'm like sitting on my couch and I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I can't even fucking go. There's probably 12 cats running loose. Easily 12. Easily 12. <laughs> 16 if we're being real here. Yeah, yeah uh, Rain and I actually met at a three-day seminar camp in Florida. Um, and that's how we became friends through Evolve, which was fun. Um, it was like meeting the soul sister that we didn't realize we had. Yes, exactly. I'm home now, so I turned on my camera. I don't know if that messes you guys up or not. No, it's even better that way. Uh, we're mainly uh, audio. Sometimes we do like little trailers uh, that we'll put up on Instagram to promote the episode. But it's mostly helpful for us because then everybody can see like the cats flying around in the background of my video and also me fighting the ghosts of my living room. This mm. is true. I don't. Yeah. We're at peace. Uh, me and my ghost, so, as of now, so hopefully they're not going to be mad. So they're not going to, like, interrupt the podcast? The yeah, way I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Today, anyway. But, yeah, the, just to go back, because I kind of changed the subject, yeah, the Florida thing was amazing. I wish we it's, could go back. Did you drive or did you fly? I flew both times. Uh, so we have a segment on this show. Um, if uh, it's it's a it's our longest running segment and uh, and a fan favorite, if not our favorite, I don't know because fans aren't very interactive. It's okay. Uh, either way, uh, this segment um, we want to know who's out there who. Uh, who on the indies? Who on the big leagues? Who will, who from the past, present, possibly future? Who are you trying to wrestle? Who is your Wrestle Crush Wednesday? Before we slide into Wrestle Crush Wednesday, I wanted to tell you guys about a friend of ours that is absolutely crushing it. Farmhand Hauling, based in St. Pete, has been doing some incredible work. If you need some pressure washing, landscaping, lawn mowing. If you need your old garage disaster taken care of or some demo work removed, they do it all. Farmhand hauling and property management 
Absolutely great work. They've recently helped Jay Lethal turn his old gnarly backyard into a beautiful patio with fire pit, rocks, and landscaping. They also helped Rios turn his mess into a bless. I don't think that that's, and nobody says that, but I just did. So check out Farmhand Hauling by heading to farmhandhauling.com or searching them on all social media platforms. Let them know your buddies at Demon Road Diaries sent you. I would say it's Asuka. I mean, she's like, oh, every time I even see her get on the screen, I just like, my heart flutters. And just like to be ever in that opportunity to get the chance to be even in the ring with her, like, I think that would just be a dream come true. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that one. Like, Asuka has been, um, in my fave five for a really long time since before she got signed. Um, and I followed her career in Japan and then it was super cool, uh, when she got signed. So I'm like, cool, it's going to be really easy now for me to get matches of hers because now it'll be on television. And she's just one of the coolest, most innovative wrestlers. It's like ever been my pleasure to see. Yeah. So I definitely feel you on that WCW. Is there anybody on the maybe the upper echelon of the indies that you've had your eye on that you haven't gotten to share the ring with yet? I saw some clips from Willow. I think it's Nightingale. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would be like scared because man, she's a she's a beast. She is a bad lady in the best way possible. Yeah, she is great. So that would be fun. She's like one of the nicest people you will ever meet, too. Like, she wrestles like she's going to fucking murder you. And she is like sweeter than like, I don't know, Georgia Sweet Tea. Like, absolute, just a, a charm of a person. We had her on the podcast, um... About a month ago, a month and a half ago, maybe. Something like that, five or six. And she is just, she's just so fun. She's so like bubbly and just, just such cool energy. So definitely, that's definitely one of those. But it might be fun. Do what now? It was like a, she's the exact opposite of me, so it would be a fun class. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like a real yin to yang vibe. Yeah, well, those are those are always fun, you know. Try to rain on her parade. It's uh, like you know, pun intended. Ha ha! It's like you. It's like you go to hug her, and it's like, oh, oh, this is the most wonderful hug. But surprise, it's a fucking bear hug, and I am turning it into, oh my god, that's a cat. Yes, she's here. Hello. Yeah. Um, I don't know about everybody else on the pat on the pod, but um, I'm kind of fucking obsessed with cats. So I'd like to say that cats in general are friends of the pod. That's fair. That's fair. I think so. Yeah. Oh, gives kisses. Yeah, that's as close as she gets. But I, I capitalize. You just you you got to capitalize on the opportunities you get for 
cat kisses. That's in mine. It's one of the uh, many things Rain Victoria and I have in common. Uh, our love of cats, our hatred of the world in general, our desire to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why we get along so well. It's um, also why it was almost sad that we were on opposite sides of the ring the last time we met, uh, but was also so fun. It was great. Yeah, we were in a um, we were in a six woman tag, um, and I was on I was on the bad bitch team, and uh, Rain was on the uh, sugar spice and everything nice team, which was which was cute. But uh, that's shit. I think I named you as one of my wrestle crush Wednesdays on a um, on a previous episode because. We got to do we got to do a little bit like a couple spots, but um, I would love to have a singles match with you over like who gets to destroy the planet first. <laughs> who gets to destroy the planet on a pole match? Let's do it. Yeah, it's like the um, <laughs> it's like the launch codes on a pole match. Yes. I feel like that's a WCW thing I didn't watch. That needed to happen. Yeah, if you go back far enough, um, in Halloween Havoc, nineteen eighty four. Halloween Havoc, Halloween Havoc, nineteen oh one. Nineteen oh one. Yes. There was, uh, there's a glitch on the screen, and uh, if you blow up those uh, fucked up pixels, you'll find the entire match. <laughs> Who's to say we weren't born then? You don't fucking know. Yeah, you don't I mean, know. Don't know us. We're all witches and demons and like monsters and creatures. Like we don't have ages. I don't know. I mean, I've been told I'm two thousand dog years old. So whatever that means. I've been told I'm as timeless as the universe itself. It's true. It's true. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, it's spooky. And speaking of spooky, can you take us into um, kind of like with the inspiration for your whole for your whole gimmick? Because we know you're the Empress of Evil, but did that like start from a seed of inspiration somewhere, or was it an idea that you've had for a while? So the name actually came from a commentator, and. Uh... I'm not exactly sure where his inspiration was, but mainly I was, like, in the beginning, I was just your basic bitch heel, you know? So, just better than you, uh, cheating, old school, stuff like that. And then it kind of evolved, and especially now with uh, At Zero One, we have some short films that we've been, we did over the course of this year, and uh, now I am united with one of the the creepiest heels that they've had and um i miss him because he was bad and i was we we could have done great things but he had to move and you know be a dad so um so it's just kind of evolved from there and then just like it's our shared hatred that you mentioned before just uh we're evil we're pissed off because like we should be so much better. 
Like, I've actually updated my location, like, to uh, uh, the darkness that perpetuates from your lack of humanity. Mm, that is my shit. I fuck yeah. that so hard. So, we're, we're evolving every day, but, like, it seems like the rest of the Earth is not. So, not the Earth, uh, the humans inhabit it. The humans yeah. inhabit it. Because there are cool things on the Earth, like cats. Yes. Yeah. And Brussels sprouts. Brussels, wait a second. I fucking love Brussels sprouts. Hey, I love them. I have some in the fridge. I can be right now. I go. I can go through a bag of Brussels, like uh, like the good sized bag of Brussels sprouts, in two days. It's not great for anyone who's been around me, like especially in elevators. But like, God, I fucking love Brussels sprouts. <laughs> well, I can only eat Brussels sprouts if my mom makes them. Oh no! You need you need to have the Brussels sprouts I make. Maybe that's maybe that's a part of Caden Green's Christmas Spectacular. I'm just gonna fucking make Brussels sprouts, like, but fucking Emerald Lagasse style. Mm-hmm. It'll be all fancy and shit. Bam. That's what's up. I'm gonna be like, you want to you want to know about Christmas? You know what side you need to bring to Christmas? While everyone else is bringing like that can of cranberry sauce and acting like they cooked it. Nah, bring the Brussels sprouts. Fuck up everybody's Christmas. I mean, that's what we're here to do, man. We're just here to fuck up everything. If it happens to be your Christmas, so be it. So be it. Mm-hmm. So fucking be it. What would you say, Rain, has been one of your favorite experiences of your career so far? Hmm. Could be more than one. Could be something small, something big. I'm really excited for this takeover show. Yeah. Um, I feel like my career has like led up to this moment and it's a, it's actually really deep in a storyline so like once they're once all these shows are done like it's it's really building up to something great and I've just been having so much fun with like my I've made some really good friends in the process and I'm just really satisfied with my career right now um i also like i still really like watching wrestling like recently i've been to a lot of shows where i've just been watching and i still really enjoy that so i'm sort of pretty satisfied recently both as a fan and as a wrestler mm-hmm. i feel like at the core of it you still have to be a fan because if you're not having fun with it if you're not you know, if you don't enjoy watching wrestling anymore and experiencing it, then, you know, what are you doing? Right. You have to. Everyone says, do you love it? And I was like, you have to. You have nope. to love this or you leave. Yeah. There's no possible way that we could put our body, mind, and soul uh, into this the way we have to in order to be any, you know, any bit of successful 
um, unless you absolutely love it. I mean, there are times that I hate wrestling, and there are aspects of wrestling that I hate, um, but just overall, you know, nothing compares, man. Nothing at all. Nope, nothing. I keep reaching behind me to, like, bat a cat away from my laptop charger, but um, there are no cats behind me because they're all locked in my bedroom right now. But I keep doing it as, like, a like a phantom gesture thing because I know they're fucking coming for my charger, man. <laughs> yeah, they do that. But alas, they are not. I don't have the Rona, I promise. Do you have the Rona? Can you I just knock off directly at me? I know we're four hours apart, but like... I don't have the fucking Rona. You know what? I'm going to cough into my microphone. Damn it. Now we're all going to die of the Rona. <laughs> well, um, you know, hopefully we just take everybody else with us. That's the idea. No, totally kidding. But I don't have the Rona. I have really intense uh, Florida people allergies. Felt. Which are not seasonal. They are year-round. <laughs> Want some pollen? Here it is. <laughs> So I'm curious, um, with your whole, oh my god, it's a cat, uh, no, it's not a cat thing, it's, uh, with your whole, with your whole evil, uh, world-ending persona, similar to mine, um, have you always been kind of into the, into the dark vibes of things? Oh, yeah. In 2006, I threw a 666 party. Fuck yeah. That's I remember cool. that specifically. I was thinking sixth grade. And just always, you know, I've always been a sad, angry person. Like, I always bring up that my, my dad could tell you that I was born angry. <laughs> he says I just stared at I didn't even cry. I just stared at him from all the way across the room. Like, what did you do to me? Why? I didn't ask for this. No. So was that on June 6, 2006? Mm -hmm. party? Yep. What goes into a 666 party? Lots of black. All black clothing. I think, um, I remember, like, scary movies. I don't know what else we did, but, uh, I don't ever remember trying a Ouija board, and I definitely wouldn't do it now because I just, like, we're on good terms, like I said before, so I'm not trying to say anything to piss it off or multiple of them. I don't know. Why would you try to fuck up that harmony? Exactly. So, like, even for my my set downstairs, for my evil lair, uh, I was like, no Ouija boards. Like, no, you can't bring those into my house, so... Especially because, you know, your cat's just gonna try and fucking use it as, like, you know how cats sit on your laptops and stuff because it's warm, and it's like they're gonna feel like the hellfires, and they're gonna accidentally summon something. Or she's just gonna ask for food. She's gonna be like, can you feed me? Yeah, I feel like I have to leave a sign hanging around my cat's necks that I'll say, um... 
my cries are lies I have been fed. <laughs> yeah. She's been really picky lately. It's ridiculous. I gotta I gotta do that to my dog too. It's like ignore me. I've eaten so much already. <laughs> we uh we had Puff on um very recently on the show and he was uh we went over a lot of different horror movies because he's trying to get through like several per day for the whole month of October going on a going on a retro thing. Are you also one of the one of the people that like amps up their horror movie consumption during the month of October? So I my friends were just here this weekend and we watched uh, we watched two this weekend. So that was cool. And I was like, yeah, this is actually really nice, but I don't have any kind. I don't have that kind of time. Like. This was like the first weekend I had a one day off and I was like, oh my God, it's so nice. But I would watch more, but you know, I work 65 hours a week, so there's, there's no way. I feel that in my actual soul. What did you, uh, what did you get the chance to watch? We watched, uh, it chapter two, which was so long. I did not know it was that long, but and then we also watched Trick or Treat because I remembered that from like being a kid. But then I guess I didn't remember all of it because it some of it still seemed really new. But. I still have to watch Chapter Two. Um, usually, I'm like not at all ever into anything related to clowns. Can't do it. Uh, Chuckles scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I love Chuckles. I love Chuckles too, but. I love him um, before and after face paint. During? Sure. Can't do it. Can't do it at all. But I did enjoy it, chapter one. I'll have to watch chapter two and hopefully not, you know, have nightmares for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. It's so long, though. You have to reserve three hours. Be ready to sit down for three hours. You just have to, like, reserve a block of your life for it. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a sports ball game. Like, no, no I'm good. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the way WrestleMania is nowadays. Um, how it's, like, fucking seven hours long or something. Because, yeah. like, you got the kickoff show. And then you got the pre-show. And then you've got, like, 16 Battle Royals before WrestleMania starts. Then you're like, oh, I'm tired already. <laughs> like, I'll watch it tomorrow. Yeah, because it goes on from like five in the afternoon to like one in the morning. I yeah. I actually went to WrestleMania. What was the last one in New Jersey? Uh, okay. Uh, thirty-five. <laughs> Bless you. Thirty-five. Yeah, so I got to the stadium at, like, 6, and I think I had missed, like, seven matches already <laughs> I sat down. God. And I was like, shit, I wonder what happened. There's, yeah, it's gotten so fucking long. It's not even fair anymore, like... I, it was smart that they broke it into two days when they did the fucking, um, the COVID. The Corona mania. Um, but like, because I don't think I could have sat around for seven hours or like even five hours watching 
studio no fan shows like it just wasn't doable like as cool as like the how were they the cinematic matches were other than that it was just like we we're 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 good we don't need five hours six hours of this nothing cool yeah i guess at that point in april we were like not really into like studio no fans shows um, yeah but now we're like used to it it's october yeah if they would have done if they would have had like the new thunderdome fucking roller derby roller what was that roller movie we were talking about rollerball roller uh style fucking dome that would have been a whole different world but yeah, yeah. we kind of dove into this uh this uh, tangent a couple weeks ago on the movie Rollerball, and we spent, I don't know, probably 15 straight minutes <laughs> in the news segment just, like, talking about this weird movie that is actually a remake from the 70s. Because <laughs> uh, it's kind of... Fuck, I keep doing it. I keep looking for the cat that's chewing on my charging cord, but there's no fucking cat not necessarily speaking of cats, however, although I'm always speaking of cats, we oh, do have a second segment on this show. It's true. It's true. Because for some reason, um, Demon Road Diaries is the only Conan Stan podcast, including Conan's own podcast, specifically his rap career from the early 90s. We just, we just fucking love it. We love K-Dog. And K-Dog inspired this segment where we ask people about a situation in their wrestling careers, something that may have happened on the road, in a match, backstage, that at first you weren't too sure about it, where it was going, where you'd end up, where you'd even live through. It was Rowdy Rowdy. But looking back on it, you think, that wasn't so bad. That actually made for a pretty decent story. And uh, you know what? Things didn't end up as terrible as I thought. I am bout it, bout it. It's our rowdy, rowdy, bout it, bout it segment of the week. Usually I do the air horn, um, and then I ask our listeners to please donate to the podcast so we can buy a real air horn, but we decided to switch things up this week. So, Rain, what have you been rowdy rowdy and subsequently bout it bout it at any point in your career? You know, it's kind of tough because it's like, there's a lot of things that I've gone through, which we've, I feel like we've all been through like some like seriously shitty situations in this business. And I, it's complicated because I don't think like, I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. That happened to me, but more like grateful that it did because it got me here. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Like a lot of stuff and like, um, I don't know if there's anything that I like soup like yeah, I can't pick a 
time where I'm like, yeah, I'm super glad that happened. You don't have to be super glad necessarily, just like appreciative of, you know, yeah, that was something I did in fact go through and I thought it was the end of the world at the time, but it turned out not to be the end of the world at the time. And uh, I have now come out of it. You don't even have to be bout about it. You could have been just bout. Yeah. Oh. I mean, have you? Li- but have you listened to Conan's rap record? No, I haven't. I'm gonna look Be- into it now, though. Because that's something that will you may. It's a little rowdy, rowdy. But when you're done listening to it, you will definitely be about it, about it. Okay. Yeah. I know it. when uh, we we were supposed to go to New York. I um, got thrown into doing sound at Laboom. Oof. And I was, like, shaking the whole time. Like, Gabe told me if I messed it up, he, he would kill me. And I was like, don't worry, I'll, I'll already kill myself. You won't have to do it. <laughs> I did mess up, but, like, it was, like, minute enough that, like, he was he was cool. And he was like, yeah, you did, you did good. And I was like, all right, cool. So <laughs> that was an experience, I guess, that was not great. But, I mean, I made it, I made it happen. Made it happen. You did live. You lived. Yeah. That's that's all that matters in the long run is that we all live. Well, well yeah. not all of us. Some people sh- probably shouldn't live, but like <laughs> us, definitely should. Us specifically on, on this podcast. It's you know I've heard um, some pretty bad sound fuck ups on different shows. So I feel like if you maybe played like the first four seconds of the wrong song and then like immediately corrected it, like you're good. It's like I'm immune to that at this point. Yeah, I it made me really appreciate sound people. Like you don't really understand all the pieces. Like I feel like one of the things I want, I make sure I'm like always thinking like the film crew, the ref, like I feel like a lot of people don't do that. And so, I mean, I definitely don't always thank the sound guy because I don't even know who he is or she is. They are uh, most of the time. So, but thank you, sound people. I'll thank them right now on your podcast. Yeah. Holy shit. Like there's, I never appreciate um, the production side more than when I have to actually do part of production myself. And I'm like, fuck, I'm so bad at this. What am I doing? It's, it's they're the unsung heroes of the wrestling business because we'd just be like a ring in a warehouse or a ring in a bar or something like that without everybody like that who makes it happen. Like the people who do the sound, run the cables, uh, run the switchboard, the film crew themselves, the announcers, commentators, refs, like, ugh. There's so much that goes into producing a wrestling show. hmm Yes, so thank you, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Th- thanks, big thanks to all of those people. I had to do sound once for... Um, I showed up because I had nothing better to do on like a Thursday night at this show. Um, and I was like, you know, maybe I'll try to weasel on and maybe I'll get a singles match or something. And the promoter's like, hey, uh, I don't really have a spot for you, but 
I could use your help with something. And I was like, like what? And I'm expecting to be like told, like, you know, we need you to like, I don't know, grab the, the jacket ring jackets or something like that. <laughs> like whatever. I'm, I'm never too, um, too big headed to say like, sure, I'll fucking do whatever. But he's like, I need you to, I need you to do sound. And I'm like, like what? Like, like, turn on mics or whatever he's like yeah that and the music and like basically anything that involves sound and i'm like uh, okay cool i guess like so i have this card next to me and one of the announcers is next to me and like i'm trying to make sure that i'm getting all this stuff done right and i'm like i'm getting like fuck man if i screw it up it's whatever like what are they gonna do but it was it was incredibly stressful. So shout out to any of them who do that. Anyone that does that. Like it is more more of a challenge than anyone like might think. So God, it's so anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're also we're also used to being on for whatever our time frame is, right? Like you come out like you've got a 10 minute match so like you get like the minute you're going out to the ring you're doing your shit and you're like getting your gimmick over and then you have your match and then you finish your match and you more gimmick getting over blah 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 and then you're done but it's like you had i don't know 10 14 minutes maybe of doing your job this person's like sitting at a computer like he's got like the fucking launch codes to like send a nuke to fucking like Iran or something, and he's like, uh, uh, "Do I uh, hit the play button now?" Uh, uh, yes, play now. And then it's like, "Oh shit, that's Welcome to the Jungle." I needed like fucking switching need- the mine. <laughs> Fuck. Oh no, I needed raining blood by Slayer, not raining men. That's the crossover no one knew they needed. I need a DJ to put the two of those together. So it's raining men. Hallelujah. But I feel like wouldn't that be like a really bad thing if it was raining men? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like like it starts out with fall into their death. And then it like slowly slides into let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> Which is essentially, it's the same. It's the same thought process, really. Like, yo, men are falling from the sky. Yo, people are falling from the sky. Same fucking story. We just connected those two, so that's what's up. They take place in the same cinematic universe. Uh, excuse me for a second. Why I go make a hat out of tin foil to uh, continue with this insane conspiracy theory that. It's that Let the Body Sit the Floor is actually the sequel to It's Raining Men. I don't think that that's a conspiracy theory, brother. I think it's just fact. I think it's happening right now. It's fact. And you know who's at the top of this, this fucking plan here? It's <laughs> Rain Victoria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because she is making it Rain Men. And their bodies are hitting the floor. Is that really why you're running this show? Um, kind of, yes. Yeah. I want to hit the floor. And all. So, and then, 
And you were saying that uh, everyone, that uh, their music is being changed to either Let the Bodies Hit the Floor or It's Raining. <laughs> yes. Is that what you had said? Uh, yeah. I know uh, Gary J is really excited to come out to It's Raining Men, so. Yeah. Well, that's definitely what Gary is coming out to. Like, he doesn't know it yet. He'll find out on Wednesday, maybe, if he listens to the show. If not, he'll find out on Saturday. He had he had his chance to learn early, but he, you know, if you missed the episode at nine thirty in the morning on every podcast streaming service available, as early as nine thirty, because you can listen to it whenever you want. Yeah, that's. that's or you can listen to it's raining men whenever you want. So. It's yeah. It's like the magic of you know the internet, man. So rain. Other than your. Uh, other than your um, your show where, where you're running shit, uh, uh, what else is coming up for you? Got anything on the horizon? Anything you're working on? Just uh, had the Help seminar with Gresham, so I've been uh, tweaking my move set, and I'm like excited to really develop that and go that direction. Um, I feel like I didn't have a whole lot of direction yet and now that I have uh way more than I did before I'm like really looking forward to that and just uh traveling more even though it's COVID but just being safe you know I think I'm just really excited for the world to go back just so we can have more wrestling heard that I hear that. I feel that. I I encompass that. Mm-hmm. So, Rain, where can they find you? Where can the Demon Babies, our dear listeners here at Demon Road Diaries, where can they find you on all social medias? Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter all the time. So if you guys just hit me up, it's R-A-H-N-E, Victoria, or the E-O-E. So just look me up, follow me. I follow a lot of people back, too. So, Ooh, she follows back. Where can we find your merch? At Fully Gimmicked. I got an online store. And uh, that link is in my Instagram bio. So I got this really awesome new shirt called Hotter Than Hell. And uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, that was fan art uh, just randomly made for me. And I was like, I shared it and people were like, that has to be a shirt. So it's available. That is dope as heck. Caden, hit the socials. You can find Demon Road Diary on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter by simply searching Demon Road Diary. You can find the coda at We Are The Coda on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, and ProWrestlingTees.com slash We Are The Coda. You can find me personally at Music City KG on Instagram, Twitter, and Cash App if you're feeling frisky. Um... And you can find Ronald J. Rivers, the Bastardo Son, on all social media platforms, including TikTok, at Bastard Son Rios.
You can find me, Chelsea Durden, on Instagram at Durden Says, Twitter at The Durden Says, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Chelsea Durden if you're interested in helping me put my cats through college or exercise my apartment of uh, ghosts that terrorize my cats. Uh, please stop uh, commenting mean things on my Instagram pictures because my mom sees them and makes her really sad. She's a lovely woman. Uh... What, what else do I... Your Shit. domestic violence t-shirt is available by just sliding in your DMs. It is. talking to you. It is. It, uh, my, charity, my charity shirt where all proceeds will go to aid to victims of domestic violence, avda.org, is still available for pre-order. Probably going to keep running those through the rest of the month. So hit me up on any form of social media in those DMs and we will get that set up for you and from all of us here at demon road diaries for caden green ronnie rios our lovely guest rain victoria and myself we wish that you stay safe and stay jacked